to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be on the show, send me an email at Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. And if you can write a review, Write a review, that'd be really great. Someone named Slutty Sarah wrote me a really great review. Thank you, Slutty Sarah. Uh, she said something really funny, which is like, I love when she says, I'm going to edit this out, but doesn't really edit it out because I hear it. <laughs> and that is so true. You know, it's so annoying how much I have to edit these podcasts that sometimes I just don't edit shit out because it's, it's I figure it's not that bad. Um, anyway, so if you can write a review, that's great. Write a review. I love the reviews and it really helps the show in ways that I'm just not going to get into, but it does. Uh, so anyway, this is another update show. Um, I got a couple quick updates from previous guests and then the guests who I have on today, uh, is a long update. Uh, the girl who I have on today is Christine. Um, I get into like exactly who she is and what her episodes are you know, on the actual episode, but she's the woman who I had on that had a gangbang. Uh, she was married. Uh, she had the okay from her husband to have a gangbang with a bunch of guys. And then she was on a second time and we talked about other things and you get the whole scoop on uh, her previous episodes as well as what's going on with Christine, uh, gangbang Christine. And that's on this episode. And I have a couple other quick uh, updates of people who just sent me email. So I don't know. There was a couple named Robin Rue. They were episode 121. They were like a polyamorous couple. Um, and they were looking, I think, for a guy. Like they were very anti a woman coming into the thing. They were looking for a guy and they were having trouble. Um, uh, so they hadn't found somebody when we spoke, but that's what they were looking for. Um, and it turns out that they still haven't found anybody, but they did get married. So there you go. That was like the good news and they're very happy. So they're still polyamorous sort of like looking for somebody else. Um, but they haven't found it yet. That's episode 121. If you want to hear about a polyamory couple who, you know, are very successful at doing that kind of a relationship. Um, Izzy, who was a really interesting uh, podcast or guest. <laughs> he was episode 116. He was a guy who had inappropriate thoughts sexually. Like he could only get off if he thought about his mom and his sister. And it was like kind of like a fucked up thing because I mean, well, it wasn't fucked up. The episode was actually really good. It was like fucked up more so before when I got the email because I was just like, I, you know, what do I do with that? Like, I didn't really know where that episode was going to go or what that guy was going to be about. But he was actually a really good guy that was like trapped with these thoughts that he knew were wrong and he was actually really looking for help it's a really interesting episode that was episode 116 um I emailed him and he said those thoughts are completely gone and I was like so let me just ask you like how did they go away right like what did you do and he said that once 
he started focusing on his emotions and what he was actually feeling, like in regards to like his regular life, like those thoughts went away. And I thought, you know, that's kind of fucking brilliant, right? Because maybe those thoughts and that stuff and all that, you know, illicit sex stuff that was going on was like a distraction to keep him away from like, you know, bad feelings that he needed to deal with. And so he found that once he started to really deal with that stuff, he didn't have those thoughts anymore. So that's huge. I think that that's a major breakthrough. And I think that that's a really good update. So congrats to Izzy, who, uh, so if you want to listen to that podcast too, though, if you never have, it's a really interesting one. That's episode 116. Izzy's doing well. There was a guy named Chance. Did I ever to give this update? I don't know because I got this update from him like right after the episode. He was 143. It was like a When Harry Met Sally episode. I don't know that many people cared about that episode. I did and I do because I love that When Harry Met Sally best friends get together situation. I always like would fall in love with my best friend growing up because <laughs> I always love that movie and I always love that um I always think that that's just like a great foundation to a relationship, right? It never worked out with me and any of my best friends, but um, Chance had called in because he was like, he, he was friends with someone for a very long time and then he, and he was kind of secretly in love with her. He just figured it out, you know, like, and he was like, didn't know what to do. And um, soon after, and that's episode 143. So soon after we spoke, he actually came clean and told her and she was totally into it and they had sex and they have been a couple and they're really happy and so that was one of those episodes where you're like this could go either way like you should like if you're in that kind of situation or you've ever been in that situation that's an interesting podcast too and you know that it has a good uh happy ending and I remember thinking when I talked to him like there was a good chance that she was going to be like totally into him and there was a chance that she was just like you know sort of uh playing games with him but uh that's an interesting I see this is something I want to edit out but I'm not going to edit it out <laughs> that was an interesting podcast you should listen to it with a good ending and uh and Violet remember Violet she was just on it was episode 156 she was the girl who could only get off watching women fart and listening to it and watching it um and she had told me after we spoke that she was going to give herself until December or Christmas like to stop so I asked her if like she had quit the whole farting video things and stuff and she said not yet so she's still working at it but you know we got to give Violet a a chance to uh you know conquer this it's only she you know it's only been like a month or two since she's been on the show I give her a year to get over her farting thing um but if you didn't listen to that episode that's another interesting one too this was like that's like a real thing Like that was another one, like the Izzy thing. Like I was like, where is this podcast going to go before? Like she called in. I thought maybe it's a joke. I don't really know. Like, how am I going to take it seriously? But that's like a, it's another one where you read the title and you think like, what the fuck? And then you listen to the episode and it's like, it's just like a real person with a real problem that really needs help. And, um, so it's interesting. It's an interesting lesson. And even though she hasn't sort of conquered the problem yet, uh, I think eventually she will one day. So anyway, um, that's a bunch of more, that's a bunch of uh, updates on some of my guests from 2016. And now we're going to have the update on Christine, Gangbang Christine. I never called her that, and but that's who she was when she first called in. Uh, so I'll be right back on with Christine. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. 
send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Uh, hey, Christine. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So they say things come in threes, right? This is your third time on my podcast. I had, um, yeah, I had reached out to you like I did most of my callers from 2016 looking for an update. I had already gotten an update from you a a little while back because people were very into your episode. You are Christine. Uh, You had two episodes. I should really have the um, episode numbers here, but there was one where you had a gangbang. Um, right? That was the first time you called in. You were a married yep. woman who got the okay, right? Yep. From your husband to have a gangbang with a bunch of black guys and you're white and your guy's white, right? Yep. That was the deal. How many guys again did you do at that po- at that podcast? I was going to say, <laughs> big difference. <laughs> at that event. Uh, yeah. It, it I do podcasts, it you do four. orgies. Uh, gang bangs, <laughs> a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, how many guys did you do again at that gang? Four guys. Okay, cool. And what happened, and where we left off that first episode, is that you uh, met a guy there that you had like sort of an instant connection with. Oh, okay. So your episode that you got gang banged by a bunch of black guys is one twenty eight. So anyone wants to listen to it, it's a great episode, right? Um, and where we left off that episode, I mean, you're going to get a lot more details if you listen to the episode. But where you let off left off that episode is that you had met a guy and that you really connected at that gang bang, and you started, uh, you had exchanged numbers, right? Um, and yeah. then we did an update show. And by the time you called back in, right, you were dating that guy and you still had a husband. And I know that I did yep. an update show with you because a lot of guys wrote in about that uh, episode and they wanted to hear more, right? And it turned out that that episode was very different. And I was like, oh, no, I hope my listeners aren't disappointed, right? Because there wasn't a lot of SEX talk in that episode. It was all a lot about your relationship with your husband and that kind of stuff. And it, well, honestly, the person who, like one of the guys who had, was like obsessed with your first e- podcast, after he, that podcast aired, he was like, oh my God, that was so interesting and it made so much sense, right? So you did do another episode. Um, it was number 138. Um, and we talked a little bit more about your husband because I was a little bit like, how could this guy totally be okay right because what you told us on that episode was that you were now dating that other guy you were in a full-fledged relationship with it and he was just like okay but not really right like people would have to listen to that episode because it turned out to be really interesting and it really put the pieces together because I didn't think it kind of it made that much sense because he wasn't really getting anything out of it for him to just let you go but what it was was that he had some issues sexually speaking right um you guys had major issues in your relationship um and I felt like and I think you agreed that it was kind of like he had no choice he was most likely what I thought probably not really like a willing participant in this scenario but I don't think that he and I think like I said you agreed that he had any options right like he was kind of stuck with you and this is what you were doing because you had had like this rebirth you were going through a very major change in your life you had lost a lot of weight that's what made you want to do the gangbang you were stuck in a bad marriage but you were like you were like at a place in your life where you just like got your shit together and you wanted to live again right so that's what the gangbang came up and then that's when like you were focusing on all these problems and the new boyfriend with your relationship right and then shit hit the fan in your relationship right (laughs) 
at, yeah. And that's <laughs> where we're at now. After that. Yeah. So it's been a fan with, with my husband and a little bit with the other guy that I was in a relationship, or the guy that I was dating. Um, mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say necessarily hit the fan with him. It's just, you know, we were, you know, fairly, we were seeing each other quite a bit. But at the same time, you know, and I understood that he was still single. He was going to see other people because I was married. Mm-hmm. I am married, you know. I'm not going to, I wasn't going to ask him to just exclusively see me when I'm going home to my husband every night. So um, shortly after my last episode, um, you know, we realized with my husband that he was having a pretty major breakdown. Um we actually ended up in the ER, um, both behavioral health and regular ER, um, and in a lot of doctors' offices trying to get him help. Um, and he ended up being diagnosed with bipolar. Oh, poor guy. So, mm-hmm. Well, what yep, happened? Did so he freak I'll, out, though? Like, I mean, did they... Listen, because I don't know. When they diagnose people, sometimes you just don't know. Like, I mean, maybe he was just having, like, the stress of everything that was going on. Like, like was he always... Bi- but wasn't he always bipolar or no? Yeah, yeah. So, and and wouldn't you know, my, my dad is bipolar. Yeah, so, I think we discussed um, that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, it was it was pretty when I look back at some of the signs and some of the, um, some of the stuff that went on in our marriage long before any of the other men and relationships and any of that happened, you know, I, I really see a lot of signs of, you know, major depression and, and a bipolar in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of, that, you know, the, the SSRIs that he was on, not only were they affecting him sexually, but they were absolutely wrong for his type of depression. Yeah, that's pretty so, bad because there's a special concoction if you're bipolar compared to something yeah. else, right? So they weren't leveling yeah. him out at all. No, they were they were really hurting him. And oh, God, that's terrible. I think, yeah, I think a lot of it really led to the numbness mm-hmm. because, you know, I was... Part of part of the reason why it was so easy for me to be in a relationship with someone else when I was so married was because he didn't fight for me at all, you know, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a disappointment, I guess, that he wouldn't say, no, no, you're not going somewhere else. You're my wife, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but let me ask you this. Were I, you, like, consciously, like, looking for that, or do you look back and realize that now? Because it wasn't like a game you were playing. Because that kind of sounds like a game. Like, you know, you're like, oh, I want to go straight just because you want him to step up to the bat. But that really wasn't the way that it worked. It's more like looking back that you you realize that maybe on some level you were looking for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was looking for something to truly not see really wanted me, you know? I mean, the sex wasn't there. I didn't feel attractive or desirable to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that so he was really abandoning our marriage and there was just nothing that he was indicating that he really truly wanted to be married. You know, I think it, to me, I felt like it was more of a convenience um, and I'm more of a caretaker for him, which is what I really ended up being this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't have much of a support system. He chooses not to have much of a support system. And, you know, 
it has been my responsibility to make sure that he's okay mm-hmm. for years and years. <laughs> so, um, once, so, so after the bipolar diagnosis, you know, we've been seeing a lot of therapists individually together. Um, once that happened, you know, it was kind of like a, I guess, the switch flipped for me and it hasn't flipped back. And, and I had to tell him this, that, you know, I can't go from being, you know, your caretaker and almost a mother and a nurse and someone that's responsible for your well-being back to being a wife. You know, like there's just, not immediately, you know, and, and, and he, once he started lifting from his fog, he kind of realized what was going on. And after the SSRIs were out of the system, he, you know, felt like maybe he wanted to be sexual again, and I just was not feeling it. Okay, let me just play devil's uh, advocate, because I know there's a lot of guys yeah. listening right now, and this is what guys are thinking. Okay, because yep. guys are always want to think that girls are cunts, right? Like, they all secretly hate women on a little level, right? <laughs> and I yeah, know that yeah. there's a lot of guys listening and thinking, like, what a bitch. Like, yeah. like this yeah. guy, right, let her go fuck other guys, let her have a relationship. He was a, a diagnosed with something that he was, like, being fed the wrong stuff the whole time, right? It wasn't really his fault, right? Yeah. So he was half checked out. He let you go do other things so that you could get your needs yeah. met because he wasn't sort of meeting them. And now he's finally figured his shit out. He's coming out, his, out of his own. And you're like, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, no, I get it. Right. I get it. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that was really like, you know, we, we can look back at six months that I was fucking other guys and had another man in my life. But we're looking at years and years of, honestly, the two of us really being in our own little silos, even though we're married, you know, mm-hmm. looking at our marriage, it was a lot of tit for tat, a lot of, well, I did this, so you need to do that. There was never really any we or us it was always wasn't it for me kind Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. and um, what for both of you both of you were like what's in it for me okay cool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um and you know (laughs) thanks to some good therapists I really also and and also thanks to, to the other man who you know was there and traveled with me and you know I travel for work and you know, really opened my eyes that, you know, I've been married for seven years to someone who really hasn't, we haven't been partners for most of those seven years, Mm -hmm. you know? Were you dating before? Um, How long were you dating before? About two years. So we've been now together, I've been almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like how, how many years into it? Like you feel like the whole time there was like no real relationship going on for seven years? I would say the first year was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then we started trying to have children, and mm-hmm. we found out about all of our infertility mm-hmm. issues. My husband having the issue he does, and that's when it just started going downhill. Honestly, right? And let's just and say, let's say, just explain what that was because that takes. We talked about that on a different podcast, but if people haven't yeah. listened, the deal is like. The infertility is that he has a very, very, very low sperm count or something going on with his sperm that he can get someone pregnant. He just needs to do IVF, 
right? And you yeah, didn't want to, yeah, and yeah. you didn't want to do that, right? And why do you no. think after all of that, like, I don't know how many years you tried or anything like that, but why do you think that after that things went downhill? Um, so it, it, it comes down to his, I shouldn't say to his, it, it comes down to, like, he, he was, he felt a lot of pressure to perform, when I was ovulating, when we were trying. Uh-huh. I've always had a higher sex drive than him, even when we first started dating. I've had a higher sex drive, and when you're first dating, you don't really, I mean, you know, it's okay. Maybe we don't have sex every day. Uh-huh. Maybe it's, you know, three times a week. But as as we got into our marriage, you know, it became where I had to pressure him for sex, and it had been that way since the first year of mm-hmm. our marriage mm-hmm. and it, it was that way since we tried to get pregnant and it never ended and he always he he would complain to me about the pressure and that he didn't yeah he probably this I is the deal him. he probably had pressure before because you were so much more horny than he was and then yeah. let me tell you I, you know I wound up having a baby on my own but I started out doing it with a guy right and so I went through all that yeah. kind of I tried for many years to have a baby before I had my baby yeah. and did IVFs and IUIs and all that stuff and I'm sure many people listening have gone through that stuff as well because it's very common but people don't talk about it but you know anyone that right. has done that or even tried without any of that stuff there's nothing that takes a, that makes sex like I was devastated at what it did to my sex life with my guy when we were trying yeah. like it's really yeah. really bad when you have to have sex because this is the time and you just got the sperm injected and you got to fuck at this time and like it, yeah. it just takes the fun out of it and it does I, I could see how that could be a major strain on a couple's yep. it, it, it's definitely a, a major strain on a couple's sex life and if you're having pro, if you had problems before that I mean it just only you know of course it went downhill it, because it's like yeah. it does really kill the vibe it does and then shortly thereafter you know she started having anxiety and depression and all of that SSRIs and it's just been like there just hasn't been a break for us a, a, in a good way. You know, like nothing. Has yeah. Well, he got on the wrong. Like he, he started to, to feel terrible about himself and then went to the doctor and they misdiagnosed him and gave him the wrong medication. Yep. So he, you know, went down the wrong path, yep. not even by choice. Right. So there was no helping him. Poor guy. And then you probably went down another path of not being happy but what you did eventually is like you were like you got on you got on a mission to like change your life and you know started working out and lost like a ton of weight and like felt like amazing about yourself after years of feeling really not happy I mean that's uh, honestly what's probably going to happen to your guy now because he's coming out and he's on the right medication but what happened yeah Unfortunately, in your relationship, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the first podcast, and this is why relationships sometimes break up. And I don't necessarily yeah. think breakups or endings are like as bad as people make them out to be. I think this whole you marry someone and have to stay with them for the rest of your life is the most ridiculous thing that is put I on agree. people. I really believe yep. that like divorce has such a negative sort of thing attached to it when sometimes and a lot of times you know, life, you're not meant to sort of walk on the same path with someone forever, you know, and especially the younger you get married, the more likely there's a chance that you might go down separate ways at some 
point, right? And what happened in your situation, and it was like a timing thing, is that you sort of came into your own and at a new major place in your life at a time when he wasn't yet there, you know? And that a lot of times, stuff like that a lot of times drives couples apart, you know? And is it necessarily a bad thing? No. Like if someone doesn't hop on board and do the same kind of changes at the same time, then you become like different people at different places at your life and you're just not compatible. And I think that happens a lot. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think eventually when you look back 10 years later, like you, everyone's happy and in different places and it works out, but everyone thinks it's such a terrible thing. And some people for staying together in times like that. And maybe it's not right, you know, like it is good that he's sort of at that place now, but you're like (laughs) way beyond it. And it seems like you were not like you had, like the train had left the station. Like you were never going to go back to that relationship. Unfortunately, you did help him. Uh, You stayed a a long enough, right. To help him sort of get on his feet. Cause you're left, you left him totally now. Right. Well, we're, we are separating this weekend. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I got a little emotional. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much, it's pretty much done. Um, oh, are you crying? So, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's just, I'm a little emotional, you know, regardless. Um, and then we see this album, you know, that's like the thing. It's so sucks. So, I'm composing myself for this effect. Um, but uh, but yeah, we're we're moving out of our house this weekend. But <laughs> I want it. It's sad on one on one on one hand. On the other hand, like honestly, there is no way for him. I don't see a way for him to grow with still having me as his wife because I grew up with you know my dad was bipolar and I just. Like that diagnosis to me, it sounds really. I, I feel I feel really petty, but knowing that, I don't know if I'm ever 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 going to be able to trust that he's okay, because, or that you know he's not going to make a decision tomorrow that is going to be in some kind of mania that's going to just crush me. Well, let me ask you this. You were with him for 10 years and you didn't even realize he was bipolar. And even when he was on the wrong medication, right? Or did he have a lot of those manic sort of episodes? Well, there's a couple of different bipolar. My dad is bipolar one, where there's like really distinctive high-flying manias and really distinctive low-low. My dad doesn't mean a lot. Now, bipolar 2 is characterized by much lower overall. So he, his... Wait, I, you just broke more. up. You just broke up. Can you say that again? His mania? Sorry. Yeah, his mania. Yeah, so his mania manifests more as him being really irritable. Okay. Um, and he has, he has some major spending issues. For okay, example, but like that sounds was, like um, it sounds like normal behavior. I mean, I know women like that and men like that. Like you know, I mean, I know yeah. that they claim it's bipolar, and it, I'm sure it is. But like, I, you know, there a lot of people are irritable and have spending problems, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's, but it's it's kind of like beyond just spending problems. It's going to get an oil change and buying a new car. Um, <laughs> You know, he sounds kind of fun. No, like, I'm just like, but but 
but for for us and for me, like that's not in our budget. <laughs> you know, like you, you just don't go buy a new car without even tell, talking to your wife. Right, right, right. Um, of that, course. I mean, those are, kind of, but those could be, listen, I think that's a lot of times couples that sort of get together wind up to have a lot of opposite sort of things. And that's why they yeah. kind of work. But they, those things, because somebody like him needs somebody like you, right? You're both at opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So maybe you both yeah. meet in the middle. Maybe you get a little bit looser with your cash and he like learns how to be a little bit tighter yeah. with it, you know? <laughs> so I think that that's like, those are common sort of things. The problems yeah, that people yeah. have in the relationship. But my things. point is, um, the only reason why I'm bringing that up is because, like, you were, like, you say, like, now that you know you can never be with him. But the the truth is, you were with your father for 10 years. I mean, this yeah. got, like, without you even knowing it, and I say this on my podcast all the time, like, we smell our parents from a mile away. Like, you know, like, yeah. we know that shit. Like, you have been with someone who's bipolar this whole time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah, it. It's not moving forward. Yep. You know, you that's what you had, you know, and that's who you were with. And because he wasn't right. medicated right. at all. Right. He was actually medicated improperly, right? So, so now that he's going to be on the right medication, he could be different. But I, I don't know, like... Like, I don't know, like you, I know that you say you have it in your mind. Are you using that as an excuse because you just feel so bad to sort of just really like come to terms with the fact that you're just not in love with him anymore, even though you probably love him and always will. I mean, you just broke down and cried because like you said, on some level, it's like devastating, right? This is somebody that you were with for 10 years. And even though it's not going to work out, it's still an ending and there's massive sadness there. So is it just that you don't want to sort of believe or, or, or like admit to yourself that you just completely fell out of love with him or, because I don't know what it is. Or are you using that as an excuse and just saying that because maybe you just want to keep continuing with this other guy and you don't really, you're not really ready to go back to your marriage and you're kind of confused. So you're like using that as an excuse of um, why you wouldn't go back. Do you know what I mean? Which do you yeah, think it well, is? I, I don't, I, I am... Um... 99% sure I will not go back to my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it is me trying to justify to myself why it's good for him for us to not be married. Uh-huh. Like I'm trying to look at trying to look at reasons why it's good for him uh-huh. because I feel really guilty. Right. I feel really, really guilty. Well, how so is he taking I the divorce? Huh? How is he taking the massive separation? I mean, you guys, you're moving um, out. Yeah, so it took a while for him to get there. Um, you know, we, we spent the summer, and I spent the summer. You know, I, I have been going to therapy, and my therapist, like, we went to couples therapy, and I went in for my individual session with her. She's like, she's like, I've been wanting to throw you a lifeline this whole time. She said, you're you're drowning in this relationship. And mm-hmm. so we, you know, I've been really trying to work to get him there. And finally things came to a head. I don't know what, why he said something made him suspicious. And he went into my computer and found my archive of text messages with this guy. 
And there were some things that I said that were very unflattering to my husband. Oh, about um, him? Yeah. Oh, and, oh, that's very unfortunate yeah. that he had to see that. And so he, but in the same respect, he broke into my, my personal computer, you know. <laughs> it's um, kind of weird because like he was, you guys had a very open you yeah. were open, but this was the thing. This was what was kind of weird about your open relationship with him is that he would ask you some questions about certain things and you had a line yeah. that you wouldn't let him cross. You were kind of like, yeah. I'm going to go and do whatever I want and I'm going <laughs> to fuck this other guy and I'm going to go on vacation with him and everything. But like, well, yeah. there are certain things I will not like answer this is why like that whole thing came up in that podcast the second one kind of like yeah. what guy would put up with that shit because that's kind of like very difficult for somebody to handle right and that's where yeah. his probably craziness and going into your computer like that's probably where it came from because like he knew you were having an affair he knew yeah. So much about it, but there was a little bit he wasn't allowed to know. So, I mean, yeah. I, I would probably go looking too. I mean, you got to cut the guy yeah. a little slack. I mean, he didn't just go looking for no reason. He was in a no, very I mean, weird place and he was in a, considering where he was emotionally too. Like, I mean, he had yeah. nothing else going on. He knew his wife was literally having a relationship with another guy and he yeah. wasn't allowed yeah. to get certain information. So, you could kind of yeah. understand why he went rifling through your shit, right? Kind of. I, I can. I can. You know, and he, and he was kind of waking up from his thought. And he, there was an evening before this happened, maybe a month, month or two before this happened, where he basically told me, if you walk out that door and go see him, then you shouldn't come back. Okay, well, because, you know, you were looking for that. That's what you said you wanted. Well, well, yeah, and and I and I told him I was like, you know what, I'm going to go see him, and you know, we started to really have a lot of tension over it, and and he brought up the sex, and you know, you'll 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 go and you'll fuck this guy, you know, three times a week, but I haven't gotten any for months, and you know. That's why I basically had to tell him that I just wasn't feeling it, you know? I'm yeah, that's difficult. So you could understand, right but you could, uh, like, all I'm trying to say is, like, I could, the more you tell me, the more I feel, like, kind of yay for him. He was also waking yeah. up as well. Yeah. That He needed, yeah. in a weird way, I think it must have been very devastating for him to see the stuff that you were saying behind his yeah. back, but probably yeah. really good for him to know the truth yeah, to really yeah. know where you were at to have it sort of smudged in his face that he would wake the fuck up and be like no offense yeah. but like you know what i'm not i'm not doing this anymore like i'm not into this anymore because he had no yeah. control over that like he no. was being totally treated kind of like shit in a relationship you know he was trapped too you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah, yeah. So in a weird way, it was the best thing for him. If he was my friend, I would feel bad for him, but happy for him that he finally was able to get some some sort of thing that would make him be able to stand up and say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Like this is, I, and, I you know, and, and, and give honest, you that ultimatum, you know. And it, well, and, and I was, you know, for me, like it, it was, it's, it sucked. <laughs> Yeah. That day, 
the next day, you know, I was really, I had a, it was really, really, really shitty. Uh-huh. I felt really shitty. Uh-huh. But that, I don't think it would have taken, I don't know if, if anything less than that would have been a Enough. catalyst for us to be where we are now. Exactly. Which I think it's going to be better for both of us. It, it, totally. Totally. Yeah. Like you so, said, that he needed a bottom. You had your bot. Like, you know, this is, that's what had to happen and yeah yeah, you look like the worst one right for sure because you you, right because but yeah 10 years from now when he's happy with somebody else and you're happy with somebody else and your lives are in good places like are you gonna is it gonna be like you do you both took part in this situation that's why like when couples like have nasty divorces or whatever goes on with couples most of the time like it's a 50 50 thing going on you know i never buy into like oh one person is a hundred percent right and the other one's terrible like please you both were like in this relationship you both were doing things that were right and wrong and you both contributed to the demise of your relationship equally and like i said is that a bad thing that's just you know what was supposed to happen between you guys you know and you're both becoming better people through it right because there is a silver lining here like you turned massive corners in your life and and this is something that you just needed to do it was like the final thing that you needed to do to change your life for the better and he needed to do that as well he was in a bad place too um he probably could have never felt good about him sexually with you good about himself sexually with you either just like you couldn't like get it up like get into him like he probably would never be able to get it up with you with your guys history of everything with you knowing everything like if he starts over with somebody new when he's on his new medication when he feels good about himself like he could go in like you know a different person so it'll be much better for him as well yeah i i agree and you know i i don't think there was any way for him to get there while still being with me and I don't think definitely not Uh -uh. there's nothing you know I I really really tried and when when I was when and not you know as I've gone through this transformation as I continue through it it's ongoing for me um I really I really tried to get him into what you know when I was doing encourage something on his own and he just never never did it and now he's going to be doing some things and taking some classes and he's got a support group and you know I think these are things that had had two years ago when I started caring about myself had he taken these steps I don't think we would ever be here now but yeah that's what I said like if you both went through that major change you would have wound up to be on the same path but that's what a lot of times like people's timing in their life like no one's right or wrong like you're not better than him that you did it two years earlier or he's later everyone has their own time in their life to do things that they need to do and they come to figure out things and learn things and change at their own pace, like I said, and what's right yep. for them in their life. And a lot of times that just yep. doesn't jive with somebody else. And when you're married to yeah. people, and that's why I think, you know, people that get young, like married so young, they're it's so crazy because it's like, how do you think it's yeah. going to last? And listen, 
people do. Tons of people get married to their high school sweetheart their, and they last forever. And I give them fucking credit. I think that that's like soulmate stuff or something crazy. I don't know. Yeah, because, something weird. Yeah, it works though. It does for some people. But I think it's like, um, but I think it's like mostly scary to get married when you're so young because the odds of you staying with that same person and going through all the changes you're going to go through and that person's going to do all the changing at the same time and you're going to be in like the chances of that are very slim and that's why we see so much divorce yeah. and I like I said people think it's such a bad thing and I think it's like a natural thing that people change and grow and maybe go down different yeah. paths and, they, and then they want to yeah. be with somebody else or do other things and it's time to say goodbye that's why I've always yeah. been friends with my exes I understand people that yeah. are friends with their exes and everyone's happy because they get over it because that's just life it's not a bad thing yeah. it's a devastating thing I get why you're yeah. crying I get why you're upset. I get <laughs> that it's like the hardest thing but you know that's life it's a part of life and you know it, is. it will be for the and better yeah yeah and you know I'll, like it's been about two months since he read the text and, I mean, called me everything in the book. I mean, it was really, really tough for a while. But we've actually, you know, we're still living in the same house until Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we're, we are, we're friends. We, you know, we, we still love each other. And, and we've talked about that. It's just not the same, like, I love you, kiss me at the door kind of feeling. Uh-huh. Let me you just know, ask you I just for this. I just want to know what was in those scandalous texts that he saw. Uh, oh, God. Well, you know. No, I don't know. Part of it is a married white woman and black man fantasy, right? So, you know, it's just how much better his dick is. And, oh. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And yeah. he saw all that. All of it. All of it. You know, there were times when I would say I was doing one thing, but I'd really be in a hotel because I didn't want him to know how much I was seeing this guy. You know, just. Oh, so you started then, to lie about your relationship with this guy to him, even though he knew about it? Well, he knew about some of it, but he didn't know about some of the other times that I'd go see him, you know? Right, but I'm and saying he also, was like cool with you going to see. So. In a weird way, because and I and I, I pin guys on this all the time, so I have to say to yeah. you, like, now it makes even more sense why he went looking, and he had every right to go looking, because I think that when you are <laughs> like really involved with somebody and you yeah. are blatantly lying to them, and then they go yeah. looking through your stuff, and you're like, they're so wrong. It's just like, what do you expect, people? smell stuff people know stuff yeah. like you can't yeah. say oh he went crazy for no reason you were actually lying for him he wasn't dumb people aren't dumb people pick up on very subtle well, I, things I so he, yeah. you were actually lying to him and that's why he went looking because he knew on some level that you were you were doing things that you weren't telling him. So, of course, I made him crazy enough but, to go look. That happens all the time with women and men. Yeah. And then the men will say, oh, she's so crazy She because she's always accusing <laughs> me. But it's like if you are actually doing things behind that person's back and lying about it, don't call the other person crazy, okay? The other person well, is just fucking smart. Well, and most okay, people like, are. We all have gut instincts. We all kind of know we can't know we don't know yeah. for sure and that's why people go looking but he knew yeah. and he was right well he so it's 
I had Tyler till that was like a few months before he was working when I would go and, and do things behind his back. And he was still very much in fog. He was? I just, that was when he was very much in fog. When he started coming out of the fog, I would just fly out and say, I'm going to go hang out with my guy tonight. And he started getting angry that I would choose to go see him instead of staying at home with my husband. Of course, he was becoming a real man. Yep. And then, what and you then what he, you were missing? That's why you did couldn't get horny yeah. for him. Because who? What woman's gonna get horny for a guy that's like, yeah, go fuck a guy whose dick is bigger than me. Right. See you later. Have a good right. fun vacation. And while you're not <laughs> fucking him, he was just coming yeah. into his own finally. Yep. And he was figuring it out. He was figuring out that you know, okay, this isn't just physical. There's something more, you know. And I think that was really like, I think he was just realizing that that I was burnt, that I was. Even if it was I just was, physical, I don't think he'd be okay with it. Because physically, this was a man yeah. who couldn't get it up. You weren't even having yeah. sex with him. And you were physically going and having sex with somebody else. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh-uh. Hey, I don't know. Like, I know where, I know, I know my part in all of this. I, I know that. I'm only giving you a hard time more because I'm on the phone with you. Okay? Like, have no, you, no, no. But I give myself a hard time, too. You know, like... When I go see my therapist, I'm like, look, this isn't, you know, they're, they're, they're really, I feel like they're really hard on my husband because, you know, there's a lot of things, like, very much, I felt like, you know, again, like, we've very much been on our own island, so, and, like, like, like you feel, I've seen two therapists, you know, one that I've seen on my own, one that I've seen with him and on my own. And they all kind of say the same thing. And I'm like, but look, you know, take a look. Let's look at this whole situation because I am not perfect here, you know? I was, Yeah, but let me ask you this. Do those therapists know all about the gangbangs and the other boyfriend? Yeah. They do? And they give yeah, him more yeah. a hard time? Yeah. That's fucked up. They're, I mean, they're wrong. Like, what do they give him the hard time well, for? I'm not saying that he's right, but why do they give him more of a hard time? Well, it's more of like a... You know, when I, so, so the boyfriend, you know, I work on the weekends. I travel on the weekends and I work. And I work really, really hard. I work, you know, a lot of days where I'm working 16-hour days. I work, it's, it's laborious. I'm on my feet. You know, when I get home, I sleep all Sunday. And then I work a regular full-time job Monday through Friday. And then I go work on the weekends again. And I for a long time was inviting my husband and I have to do this in order to make ends meet at our at our home. Um and I have wanted I've, I've wanted my husband to go with me. He's gone with me a few times and it's been terrible and he shakes it and he complains and I get so frustrated and worried and finally, you know, just don't come with me. Well, at the same time, whether it's because of him being so depressed or in a spot or whatnot, you know, at the same time, nothing is getting done at home. You know, he's not bringing any other income. He's not doing any of the housework. You know, like it's, I have felt very abandoned in my marriage. You know, like A, he has the opportunity to come with me and help me on the road, which he doesn't. And B, he's not helping me at all at home. Yet I'm the breadwinner and paying most of the bills. And, and I'm killing myself on the road so I can make the ends meet. Or the new car that he bought when he got an oil change, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, those are some of the things, and that that's why I think this opening for this other man who 
did want to come with me on the weekends, you know, whether it's for the sex or what, you know, I think that there is just that, that opening was there and I was looking for someone to be that kind of help. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just so easy for me to, it was just, it, it was just, you know, there is just that opening there for someone that, that truly I know, but that's but the good thing is, is that you had figured. This is why I feel more for him than for you, and this is why I give you a little bit more of a hard time. Unlike your your guys' therapist, okay, and (laughs) it's only because because you (laughs) what I like I like being the whole time. I I I like having the critical eye turned on myself. No, no, you do that enough for you. This is the only reason. This is what I'm saying is because you were like you guys had these problems right and like I said both of you like you know contributed to the problems both of you were equally wrong right let's say we start there this is before the gang before but what happened at a certain point is you went and got a lot of your needs that weren't being met at home elsewhere you found another boyfriend you were fucking him you were like living another life you had Absolutely. taken a step out of your marriage and were getting a lot yep. of those needs that your husband wasn't giving f- for you someplace else. So you were like yep. ahead of him. Like you had it better than him. He was still stuck yeah. at home in that terrible marriage that you were stuck in, but he didn't have a yeah. girlfriend giving him the things you weren't giving him. He wasn't no. getting fucked. He wasn't having a vacation. He no. wasn't talking shit about you and letting go of his terrible <laughs> feelings about you to some other woman that cared about him and had a better no. pussy than you. You were with another guy. Like you, so that's the only reason why I think that there's a little bit of an imbalance that, and he's, you know, he'll be there and he'll get there. Like, and I think like good for yeah. you that you went and did that. You were taking care of yourself. You had, like I said, yeah. had this change when you lost all the weight and you finally like loved yourself enough to start sort of going out and going after the things that you wanted and sort of being that person, right? And you probably weren't that person before. So there's nothing wrong with what you did. And you did it very open and honestly with him, right? So it wasn't like you were wrong, right? You were like right the whole time to do that. But the only reason why I feel more bad for him is because he didn't, he couldn't do that for himself. So he was still like left in the back in this shit marriage by himself. So what did you expect him to do? What did you really, what did these therapists expect him to do? You know, he needed to have what happened happen now. He was on the wrong medication, you know, get the medication. And then maybe now he could have maybe made those changes, but you guys don't have any kids. And you don't, you know, no. and I don't know that he could come back to being able to have a good sex life with you after you've been with this other guy. And you still have a good relationship with the other guy. So you're not willing to leave yeah. that relationship now t- to be with your husband, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, right. so yeah. th- that's the only reason why I feel I totally am giving you a harder time. And I shouldn't because like you <laughs> no. say, you give your hard time. But I'm just showing you that there, there is a li- I like, I don't care if you're my best friend, if you're a guy or your girl, whoever <laughs> it is. Like I always, I try to be fair, you know? So I'm just a little yeah. bit more on his side or whatever, just because That's- he needs it more than you do. You're she more does. okay. You're more okay than he is. Do you know what I mean? But you weren't okay. And I don't think you're wrong for leaving that marriage. I don't think you're yeah. wrong for doing the things that you needed to do for yourself to find right. yourself like at all, right. like swear, like you, you, I think it's all 
good, you know, even though it was hurtful yeah. to him and stuff. I, like I said, yeah. I only I can't believe your therapist still put that poor guy down. I mean, he should go find some new <laughs> therapist, too, once he's done with the situation, because he needs somebody to like kind of help him get to the place where he goes and gets his needs met too, instead of hanging on to yep. you. Because right now yep. you're not somebody that's going to be able to give him the things that he needs. He needs to go and find that other person as well, because you already did. He does. He does. You know, and, and I, I really, you know, honestly with, with opening up our relationship and, you know, when we were back when she was thinking about trying to explore it, I, my my true hope was that he would find someone that was a better fit for him. Right. So you wouldn't feel so bad. Easier. Yeah, because him. you didn't want to just totally <laughs> live. Yeah, of course, yeah. because you felt guilty. Yeah. You care about this person. You're not a, a a terrible person. Yeah. So so yeah, you know, it's it's sad that it's ending, but at the same time, like I'm I'm just. You know, I think it's just better for for both of us in the in the long run. You know, absolutely. I said this in that last I, podcast that you were the one. Like what you did, as much as it sounds worse, because you were the one that went. Like you did for yeah. your relationship what needed to be done like this whole thing was not good it needed to completely break apart and either it was going to be put back together and be better or it was just going to be never put back together but you guys would go off separately and be better but you were neither one of you were in a good place or happy so you were it was good what you it was the right thing it really was yeah Shit is messy. Shit, life is messy. That's why I hate these talk shows. Of course, and it's okay. And that's why I always would hate talk shows when I was younger. And I'd see like people, and they'd be on the stage with their husband, and like someone would say, "I'm getting a divorce," and then the whole people would be like, "Boo!" The husband that did the bad. Like everyone would be so negative about stuff. Like this is just the way fucking life goes. People have to fuck up. People have to do wrong things for things to end. Things have to be bad. It's just the law of nature. There's good and there's bad. There's day and there's night. There's happiness. There's sorrow. Like, that's just the way that it is. People aren't bad. People are fucking human beings. And that's what human beings do. So you're not wrong. He's not wrong. Right now, I feel more bad for him because he's not, you know, but (laughs) that doesn't mean that you were wrong. Do you know what I mean? You were actually the, the one that was ahead of the game. You were the one that brought to the table what needed to be done. Which was yeah. the the you know everything that you did that brought this relationship down. It was yeah. good, even though it doesn't seem good. Do you know what I mean? So don't yeah. let anyone yeah. judge you or make you feel bad about yourself for what you did because that's just <laughs> the stuff that happens. And like I said, when you look back, it will be for the better. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's funny. You know, I see so many people, you know, on Facebook, Twitter, wherever they are, friends, people that I know, people I don't know, and going off about their husband, their boyfriends, and cheating, and this and that, and I'm like, you know what? People, I I honestly don't feel as though you can be with the same person the rest of your life, whether that means that you're in an open relationship, or you're, you know, you you break up, you move on, you don't get married, you just, you know, I just feel like, you just gotta, like, take things as they are, and 
Right. Or they work out in different ways. Right. I mean, listen, I have had so many people on my show that are cheating. Okay. And I I will and I'll probably have a hundred more. Okay. And they're always like different stories. But it's just because this whole monogamy thing for the rest of your life is a little bit bizarre. I think some people can do it. Right. Like you can't say that it's it's not a hundred percent anyway right but people are the younger generation which i think is great are figuring out different kind of ways to make relationships maybe last longer because i think more people are coming to the conclusion because people like you that probably never thought they'd cheat or do whatever you know they wind up being in that situation because they're stuck in this marriage and they're not happy and they think I have to stay in it. So then they go do these other things. Like maybe if there wasn't, if divorce wasn't so negative or if people thought that they didn't have to stay, maybe they wouldn't do these things. I don't know what the solution is, right? But there's like things weren't really working and it definitely wasn't working in your life, right? But what's great about like you living life messy is you'll have more empathy moving forward for people in your situation. I think people are so judgmental because maybe they haven't come to terms with the shit that they've done or they haven't done enough living to really be able to understand. But, you know, sometimes you do things that you would never think you do. You wind up in situations you never think and it doesn't make you a bad person sometimes you do bad things but you know that's just life so you can't really judge you or anyone else for cheating or not or what doing a gangbang or whatever it is because first of all a you don't know where you're gonna be or what you're gonna what other people are gonna you know um so i'm always happy for all the fucked up crazy shit i've done in my life because it makes me completely (laughs) non-judgmental and that yeah. is like, I love that because I hate to like look at people and think that they're bad or wrong for what they did. I hate when I see people doing that because it's, it's yeah. bullshit. That's it's, not what we're here for. It is. It is. And it's, it's interesting to too because, um, so I, and I think I, you know, we're the, like the guy and I are still see each other. Um, you know, I don't, we, we take things day to day, you know, there's, there's, um, I don't have any expectations. I think the minute that you have, you know, expectations, you're going to, where you're not on the same page with someone, um, or where you don't talk with somebody about it, but you just, you just kind of expect things. I think that's the, the minute you set yourself up to be heartbroken. Uh huh. So, um, but you know what we, I told him, I said, you know, he, he's really the only person that, isn't judging me for all my shit because there's a lot of fucking shit. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's not just arguing with him. Like, there's a lot, a lot of shit that, that has gone on in the last nine months. And, and you know, I, I think he's the only one that I truly can tell that knows it all, mm-hmm. but isn't judging me because he's, he's in that shit too. Like, he's, right. And that's why oh, that's, that's it too. Right. And know? that's why there was that connection between you guys because there yeah. was a, you guys were on the same page that day that you yeah. met him. Right. Yeah. And that's how life works. Yeah. You know, you meet people. Listen, I think like when you say, oh, the minute you have expectations, you get heartbroken. Like that is, that is like words of somebody that 
is heartbroken, right? I do believe that you can expect things and I do believe that you should. And I don't believe that it always leads to heartache. I think that that's like when you meet the right person, like that's eventually can happen again for you. I get why you feel that way now, right? Um, And where you're at now, you are in the best kind of relationship you should be in for where you're at right now. You guys might change and turn into a more, a different kind of relationship in the future. Who knows what's going to happen with this guy with you, but he works for you right now and it is perfect. And that's exactly what you need. But I do believe because you're somebody who has really changed and you going after the things that you want and expect that you, you don't, don't believe, don't think that you can't have expectations and you can't because you can one day when you're ready for it, you have to do that in love and expect, and the right person will step up to it and and give you what you want and be the right thing. And you won't be heartbroken. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, you know, I think, I think I'm in survival, like, mm-hmm. protect myself mode, you know? Of course. I don't want to go. And, you know, I feel a little hypocritical because I've always prided myself on being really strong and independent. And, you know, I, I can go do what I need to do to take care of myself. I don't need anybody else to do anything. With, Please. You know, I, like, I can... I can please I stop. Can I live my I whole life. I'm sorry. I'm cutting you off so much in this podcast. I know people are going to be like, what no. the fuck? But I don't really care. Listen to me. I live my whole <laughs> life as a strong, quote unquote, woman doing everything on my yeah. own. And I've like li- very recently, a couple years ago, really realized that I don't really think that there's anything strong about doing everything yourself and being oh, alone. Right. I think you need help. Everybody does. That's why people partner up in life. I think it's a much better better way to be. And I think that there's so much more strength in admitting when you need help and in being able to be with somebody and be in a partnership and make that work. I think that there's so, that's so much stronger. So I don't think that whole doing it alone thing and that there's that much strength in it i don't i think you're strong right now i think you are very strong and there's nothing not strong about knowing that you need to have someone around that you need help that you need somebody that's not judging you and i'm very and and that's where you know like i know that i can do it all myself but i i'll say like god it's nice to have the oh, other person yes. who has my back. Yes, but it's it, like yes. I know that he has my back. Like even and you if need I don't that. talk to him mm-hmm. for two days, if I call him up and like I'm having the most awful day right now and I need to see you, he'll be like, All right, where are we what where are we gonna meet? You mm-hmm. know? Like it's just knowing that that person is there yes. is really, really but also the knowledge that if he's not there, if then I'm still okay. You right, know? I'm still going to be yes. okay. I know how to make. I know how to live on my own, and like, I think that's what makes it better with him because, again, that like, there's not this. There's not some kind of 
need. It's not out of a need. Right. And there's not a need. It's not like you're there because you need him. You're there because you want that in your life. And there's a big difference. I think people that don't feel comfortable being alone and haven't sort of, they haven't built that sort of inner strength or that inner happiness and just being themselves and being who they are with nothing, right? That's like the place you have to start at. And then everything else is gravy, you know? And that's how you enter into relationships in the best way possible. Because then if you don't need that person so desperately, right, you don't put on like bullshit into that relationship. And that's... Right. So that's the best way to start off. And that's where you're at because you started this relationship in a really good place with for yourself, not in your relationship with your husband. But, you know, there, there have been like with, with the guy, um, you know, I think we started it as a this is physical, this is fantasy. You know, you're coming over to fuck me at my house when my husband's away. Yeah. But it turned into more of a, you know, more things got a little bit more serious going away for the weekends and things. Well, you know, kind of midway through the summer, we started dating someone else. And this person doesn't know about me, you know, and this this woman, I don't know, I don't think, from from what I, from what he's told me now, like, things are not as serious as they were over the summer, but over the summer, she was a girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and I went through a period where I was like, oh, my God, well, I have to try to try to be something different than what I am now, because obviously, you know, this woman is something that I don't. And I I had to take a step back and be like, you know, I shook myself and I was like, stop, you know, Mm -hmm. like if, if this if he chooses to be with someone else, it's not because of me. It's not because I'm not good enough, like, I'm not going to change who I am because he's enjoying someone else, you know, like, right. that honestly has nothing to do with me, it has everything to do with her, mm-hmm. she's single, and I'm married, and, you know, and I, I really had to kind of, like, break this old habit of trying to be different because, you know, and, and not be true to who I am now because of what I felt they needed me to be. And right. surprise, so I am, you know, four months later and, you know, he and I are in a better place than we've ever been because I, I've just been true to myself. And because again, I don't need him. I am okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's okay. great. That's important. And I think that that, I think, quite honestly, I think, to him like that's more attractive than anything else mm-hmm. of you course know? yeah so, there isn't that and, pressure you know, on this relationship because of all of that and you guys met right. and you're in the same position kind of I mean yep. right so that's why it's working right now between the two yeah. of you and it's and again like you know I don't want to be I, I always felt this like disdain for women who would go from one relationship into another relationship and you know and I look at myself and I'm like look I, I can't judge those women anymore I have no idea what their what their situation was you know I look at my situation and, and I'm like you know th- this is what it is and if I'm not gonna, in a more serious relationship with this person you know that's where circumstances left love me and you know I'm not going to turn down being happy with someone because I don't feel like it's because I've looked down on it in the past you know I just 
Yeah, some people are relationship people. I know people that go from one long-term relationship to another. They're just not (laughs) happy being alone. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. People are, like, different, you know? I don't think that, you know, like you said, you can't really judge anybody, everyone. I see patterns in people's lives, and some people have that pattern. I know friends that have that pattern, and... I yeah. think that that's just what they do and they stay for a long time in their relationship. So it's, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that yeah. for you. You know, you had your husband, you had that seven year, you'll probably wind up in another long-term relationship. I don't know if it will be yeah. with this guy or somebody else. This guy might Who be knows? transitional, but it's great yeah. that you have him. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful. You know, and I'm really thankful for what, for what, Again, for him just having my back with all of this, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I know it can't be easy to be involved with someone who's married, right. you know, um, so, you know, regardless of what the status he started out as, I mean, we're kind of beyond that, that now, you know, uh-huh. when you get eight months into something, you're kind of beyond just, you know, the gangbang and couples, what is fantasy, right? So, right, uh-huh. Um. tell you what I think okay because this is my psychic <laughs> premonition because I make premonitions and they're right I think you're going to wind up with another guy eventually in a long-term relationship in a really good relationship probably married again that's what I think um, but I don't think that's going to happen in three months I say like maybe a no. year and a half maybe like a year and a half from now that's going to ha- that's what's going to wind up happening to you I think you're more of a relationship person than you are of a alone person I don't think you're going to be alone for that long you might even have this guy all the way up until you meet somebody else um, but I think you will wind up having another um, relationship with somebody else. Yeah. But like I'm saying, like I said, it won't happen right now, but probably like a year and a half. I think that's what I think. And I need to know if I'm right. Cause yeah. a year and a half will go by so fast. <laughs> really quick. I, I, yeah. I can't believe it's been like eight months since <laughs> yeah. everything started, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, I, right. So eight months will go by that? so quick. Yeah. 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 So. Quick question because Who's we're going to wrap this up. But like, did yeah. you and this guy, have you just guys just been having like sex with each other? Have you done anything sort of crazy like you used to do like with the gangbang? Or are you guys just sort of like just regular just sex with you? Just the two of you, right? Just so you haven't done, gone, I mean, right? No, I mean, it's, it's really good sex. And I, I'm really surprised that it's as good now as it was the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I get bored, but you know, not with him. We, I mean, we've talked about, um, you know, I think, I think we'd like to have another woman join us. I think, um, you know, I've got a friend that I really would like to join us. Um, she, she's in a poly relationship with her husband. Um, but she would, she would enjoy, I think she would enjoy, I think she and I would enjoy each other and enjoy pleasing him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's kind of on the table. It might happen in the next couple of months. So because I'll let you know. Yeah. Sure. See, there you go. That's why you um, need to be single for a year and a half. You're going to like live out all these fantasies and then you're going to wind up in a regular relationship. That's what I say. That's what I think. <laughs> um, but you know, I think, but there, you know, like we'll go out and we'll be like, you know, she's hot. We, we could take her back or, 
you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, finding another woman. We just, it needs to be the right one. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he's got a couple of buddies. I think if, if we drank or smoked a little weed together and all ended up somewhere, you know, I think things might go down that road. But um, since the gangbang, I mean, he and my husband have been the only two people I've slept with. And I haven't slept with my husband for months. So, wow. Um, you know, and, and I know that he's sleeping with another woman and it doesn't bother me because... I have to be thankful for what I, you know, I, I like, I'm fine with what I have with him. And, you know, I can't let another, that other woman that he's living with make a difference between me and him, you know? No, he's like so perfect for what you have right now. Don't ruin that by like getting so caught up yeah. in what he's doing when he's not with you because you have shit that you have to take care of. So you don't, yeah. you can't give yeah. him 100% anyway right now because you're still no. like, have this marriage thing that you have to deal with and you're moving. So, yeah. you know, it's good that he has somebody else a little bit on the side because you can't really yeah. be fully present in a real relationship right now anyway. So I no, think that's smart no, to just not even take that into consideration. No, and it was, it's funny because I, you know, when, when I knew that they were getting more serious, you know, I told them, I'm like, I don't want you to lie to me or hide things from me. I said, I know that, you know, Tell me what's up with her. He told me what's up with her. I said, I said I'm not freaking out on you. He's like, this is so weird because <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to really freaking out. I'm like, just, just don't, just don't hide shit from me. If you can't go with me on a weekend, tell me it's because you're with her. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not gonna bother you. I won't send you naked pictures. You know, like I respect right. your relationship with this other woman, and you know, he told me that he felt you know, kind of an instant connection with her the same way that he and I did. And I'm like, if that's the case, I can't deny you that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and if it ends up that she ends up with her, then I'm happy for him. And, oh, yeah, and then you'll wind you know, up with I somebody think, else. But for right now, I think yeah. he's not going to be going anywhere anytime soon anyway, especially if you keep that threesome on the table. Just keep that threesome on the table with him. He'll no, he's, him. He's, he's, he sticks around for the head, he told me. So, he what? You know. I just keep, keep around for the board up, so I just have to keep giving him credit. That's fine. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that's there how you I go. keep him, man. <laughs> okay, so keep that, but also do that too. Just yeah. keep that, you know, that that threesome lingering in front of him. It's dangling, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, and, so. you, and then until you meet somebody else, and then you can let go of him. But anyway, I and think that, like, you know, I think that's great. So you know, maybe you'll call back in when you have that threesome. But thanks so much for this yes. update. Because that Absolutely. was heavy, hardcore stuff. But I think, you know, a good, uh, a good listen for people because I think a lot of people go through this kind of massive change at some point in their life. But yeah. um, maybe next yeah. time you come on, it'll be a little bit more fun and you'll tell us all about your I threesome. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, need to have some more, I need to have some more good stuff stories because um, it, while it's not going on, I think we could still spice it up a little bit. It's tough when you, you know, meet somebody with a bang like that right you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah hey, yeah where do you go from there yeah christine so. the gangbang i think people want to hear some more stories so d- go go to yeah. work on that in the next couple of months while you're I dealing will. with all this pain have a little fun <laughs> and then call back in and give me the stories i i will i will thank you so much it was a pleasure to speak with you totally good luck with everything all right all right thank bye you. christine bye <laughs> bye Do you have a story, lifestyle, or 
situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous.